Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's MJ, and you're listening to the MTG in Quarantine podcast. As usual, I'd like to give a quick shout-out before we begin to my local game store, Guardian Games. You can find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. I'd also like to utilize this opportunity to give a huge shout-out and thank you to all the awesome people who support me over at patreon.com slash quarantine. So a huge round of thank yous to Mr. Big Benz, Anomaly, Nick S., Frugal Brutal, Jenna the Filthy MTG Casuals, Coach j Rowe, Geek Beardly, and Scoop Face, for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash quarantine for more information. And you can get your very own MTG in, in quarantine branded playmat over at Inked Gaming, that's I-N-K-E-D Gaming.com. Currently have two awesome versions available, so you're going to want one for you and all of your friends. So again, you can go over to Inked Gaming, that's I-N-K-E-D Gaming.com, search MTG in quarantine. Every proceed helps the channel, as greatly appreciated. Also, one last bit of business, I will be attending Command Fest Bellevue in two weeks in Bellevue, Washington. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be in cosplay on Saturday, so definitely say drop by, say hi, make sure to get one of my custom human tokens while you're there. So it's been a little bit since I've done a CDH deck tech on this on this uh, podcast here, and I figured today, obviously, in order to kind of break the mold of what I've been doing lately, it was time to really go with a really fast, really aggressive Turbo Nas deck. And when I think of Turbo Nas deck... There are a lot of things you can go about and think about, and a lot of different commanders, a lot of different strategies, but you know what? What really sticks with me? Dab Farm. So, without further ado, I'd like to reintroduce the progenitor of the Dab Farm deck list, the man, the legend, the myth, Nathan, a.k.a. the Hermit Druid. Welcome back to the show. How's it going? How you doing? Doing great. How are you today? Uh, I've had a uh, pretty good day, and i um had a pretty good weekend and uh things are looking good and uh yeah it's kind of chill oh yeah definitely but yeah before i begin here nathan uh you're big on tiktok you want to tell the listeners out there a little bit about the stuff that you do over there uh well uh it's a private account now uh i used to make content on tiktok actually i don't do that anymore okay it's, uh, it's definitely been a while but yeah yeah no if you want to find me you can find me on twitter which is where i talk about a lot of my stuff uh, at uh, at the hermit druid uh but yeah no, that's where that's where you'll find me predominantly all right yeah definitely sounds good and i feel like the dab farm list that we're gonna be talking about today has kind of been uh interesting work in progress as we've seen you to build and develop this deck over the last like what year or so maybe more yeah it was about a year it's 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 been about it was basically at the beginning of the at the beginning of year january or something i spent last year so basically commander legends came out two years ago mm-hmm. i spent a year playing uh jessica ishai yep uh i originally had two decks that i was interested in it was dargo and jessica ishai uh, I really like Voltron in like the, that, the Voltron style of play commander, knock people out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to push it to like CDH level. So I worked on that project for about a year, uh, and got it there. And now, uh, it was, a it was, it's a very difficult deck, um, because playing Delver against uh, you know, one V three is an incredibly difficult, uh, strategy when you're trying to play a one V one. 1v1 style game in a three in a four player game um but uh eventually like i just wanted to go burr and i uh, picked up uh dargo again and that's just been my uh just dargo dot de- de- like has been my uh my go-to for like the last 
uh, last year so far, and like it's been, it's it is the most fun that I've ever had playing a uh, a deck. So I am. It is resilient. It does. It goes burr. It can grind. It does a whole bunch of shit that like a turbo Nas deck shouldn't be able to do. <laughs> like that turbo Nas. Turbo Nas is like. Eh. Uh, overused but like as like it's like more of a mid-range at, at mid-range ad nauseum deck but like it also like will skull you on turn one because like that's just the way shit goes yeah uh, yeah definitely so i've speaking of turbo nas i've had a couple of turbo nas ish decks on here recently i had the uh, cyrus from mental misplay talking about blue farm had dan from moderately anonymous mtg talk about kess list and now we're going to be talking about Dab Farm. And yes, the Dab actually does stand for something. So, um, yeah. Yeah, technically. Uh, Dargo Alter Breach. Uh, but no, it was, it was it was 100% a forced drug reference. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We, we, we made it work. Uh, <laughs> we made it work. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Dargo Alter Breach uh, Farm deck. Uh, if you, that means something, but it doesn't really mean anything. It, just, it does uh, uh, farm strategy in CDH is essentially playing Timna, drawing cards with creatures, playing Adnaz. Mm -hmm. That's that's the like shakes down to. You can like listen to an hour long podcast on the Mind Sculptors about that if you check YouTube. There's like the entire history of like the Adnaz uh, archetype. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is a Mardu take on it, and like I personally like uh, gave up playing blue black decks. I got absolutely dog shit tired of like playing consult oracle mm -hmm. so like i am like i still want to play adnaz but like i i'm not playing it with blue and black like For i'm sure. like yeah i'm just it's just not it's just not what i'm it's not what I'm, i want to do so like but like the best part about that is you get to build a deck that just tries to absolutely be belligerent and like punish like ask questions like it's like yeah your deck doesn't have force of will i'm like well do you have force of will in hand no well i have adnos in hand so like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're you're basically kind of the person at the table trying to push the issue and force the control players to try to have the answers to you you're yeah yeah, yeah which is also fun when you get to throw a seven five trampler at them being like you got an answer yet bitch <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah, so I'm sure the listeners are out there wondering, why Dargo? Why is Nathan so excited about this deck? And obviously, I've been wanting to talk to you about this deck for a long time, because obviously, me getting into CDH, it's kind of a grind trying to figure out all the different strategies. And I saw this deck, you know, as you started building, it's like, you know, this is the same kind of deck that I really like. I like having big creatures that punch people. I like having bizarre combos, bizarre kinds of things, and... Just but still making it work within a shelf that can just grind value. And this deck just really like checks off all the boxes. So really, what does Dargo do and why does Dargo fuel this deck so much? Well, there is a few fucking reasons about Dargo. One, he's essentially a free creature. Like this is one thing, like when you have to read the tech box. It's like as an additional cost, uh, like uh, as an additional cost to cast this card, you may sacrifice any number of artifacts and or creatures. This spell costs two less for each permanent sacrifice this way, and two less for each other artifact or creature you sacrifice this turn. That last bit is important. Like, it, like not only do you sacrifice things to Dargo to uh, reduce the cost, but things that just sacrifice themselves, mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden just mana crypt. So you end up like getting this like free mana out of nowhere, and Dargo was printed in the same set as Jeweled Lotus. 
which is absolutely beyond fucked up. Uh, so jeweled, Lo uh, jeweled lotus for zero mana makes five mana to Dargo, mm -hmm. and like that's that's insane. Uh, lotus petal is uh, is a black lotus. Yeah, and for sure. like uh, mana crypt makes four mana. Like so, Dargo really abuses a lot of this, f like what I like to call um, fluid mana or like non-existent mana. Mm -hmm. Like this, like this free mana that you get, like that is not tracked by anything in the game other than Dargo. Like this, like crack something, get two free mana. But like, what the the, the trick with that is is how you release that mana. Uh, which there are spells from like there are two spells from the beginning of Magic called Burnt Offering and Sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And. For one black mana, you can sacrifice, like, as a cost, you can sacrifice this creature. And for burnt offering, you can add any number of, or any number of uh, black and or red mana equal to the CMC of a sacrifice creature. So you're able to get a free seven mana creature that you can then burnt offering for, or sacrifice for seven black mana to cast an easy turn one Adnaz with mana left over or peer into the abyss and draw uh, like half your library. Like it is not uncommon to be able to make an extreme amount of mana with Dargo. And recently uh, we've been starting to get like a lot of other payoffs um, like that. Um, recently out of um, uh, Kamigawa, we got Ruthless Technomancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is four mana when uh, Ruthless Technomancer ETBs, you sacrifice another creature you control. If you do, create a number of treasure tokens equal to that creature's power. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that makes ten, uh, sorry, that makes seven treasures off of Dargo. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing to think about is each treasure is a Black Lotus to Dargo. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you, you say you play something and make, like, a Dockside, you make four treasures. You crack four treasures. You make four whatever color and one... You make three whatever color and one red. You then get to cast Dargo for one red mana. Because of just the cracking the uh, treasures alone supplied six mana. So you get six Dargo mana. for one... Yeah. Yeah, so you get Dargo for one red. You end sorry, up basically... Don't you get like positive? Don't you net positive mana at that point? Oh yeah, you, you uh, if you crack four treasures, you now have one free sacrifice of Dargo. Yeah. Now the thing is, is like that continues that entire turn, so you're able to combo out with things that have been again recently printed. Like I mean, recently at this point, like maybe a year ago. <laughs> um, uh, Bergy. Uh, or so whenever you cast a spell, you get a red mana. So you can just, like, constantly, if you constantly sacrifice and recast Dargo, you could just get, like, infinite cast him, because, like, that turn, like, don't pass to the next turn, because he'll be, like, real expensive, but, like, you get as many casts of... So, like, you can just easily storm out. Because mm -hmm. I think what's important to, to mention here is that whenever you sacrifice Dargo to himself, he also counts himself in each of that... Uh, when he's, yeah, when he, when he, he doesn't sacrifice to himself. When he sacrifices him to something To something else, else. yeah, that, yeah, he sees previous copies of himself because that is a creature that was sacrificed this turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so effectively you get past the commander tax, which is normally the problem with this sort of strategy because 
effectively you're able to just keep paying that two, paying that two by sacrificing Dargo to one of your sack outlets. Then Bergy gives you that red back and you just recast him over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, like um, a buddy of mine played this deck in uh, Tier 1 Con. Um, and, uh, oh, nice. Like, you're, 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 oh, yeah, he did very well with it. And, like, you're capable of having, like, some explosive shards. Um, like, he went um, Land Crypt Jeweled Lotus, float two, uh, float 2 mana off the Crypt, Crack Jeweled Lotus, Cast Argo, play um, Mox Amber from Hand. Mm-hmm. Now it's four, 4 mana. Uh, and a Dargo, because Dargo's just there. Uh, played Ruthless Technomancer, sacrifice Dargo, make seven treasures. Crack the treasures, recast Dargo, sacrifice Technomancer, mm-hmm. put Technomancer to graveyard. Reanimate Technomancer, sacrifice Dargo again. Then cast Dargo again, like crack some treasures, cast Dargo again for one red, and then recast basically his entire hand of Timna, Dargo, Grand Abolisher, and, uh, like, a Raghavan, and had ten treasures, and was just like, Pass. okay, let's go. What? Yeah. Oh, On turn one, people were just insane. like... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, with tre- every time you make treasures, like, say, the... J- to, like, 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 when you, uh... When you sacrifice Dargo or sacrifice Dargo to a Technomancer to make seven treasures, mm-hmm. the the mere act of cracking those treasures, just cracking them, say you don't use them for anything else or for Dargo, you've made fourteen mana for Dargo. Jeez, just by cracking those treasures. So the more treasure support Dargo goes, at, which is like you know Dargo pirate treasures, like you know the like a mm, that seems kind of like designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, with the amount of Mardu treasure support and, like, incidental treasures and, like, especially after New Capenna and, like, the amount of shit that you can do with sacrificing and treasures and, like, think of a, a card, like, uh, fucking, that was just printed, um, Grim Hireling. Yep. Grim Hireling goes insane with Dargo decks. Not only do you go to combat and make, like, six treasures, but, like, also say Dargo's on the field. You now have a 7-5 Trampler to absolutely beat through to trigger Grim Hireling. Mm-hmm. And then you can, like, you know, sacrifice a bunch of those treasures to a uh, professional facebreaker to exile that many cards off the top of your library and shit. Yep. And then, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, you, 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 get, you get some shit going. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and what, what I really like, especially about this deck, is we, we've talked about some of the crazy things you can do with some of the, the big-time cards in this deck, but I just really like how deep this deck can go with the creatures. The creatures that could sacrifice themselves add mana, like Goldhound, for instance, which just came out in Streets of New Capenna, one yeah, one yeah. treasure dog. It can sacrifice itself to add one mana of any color, but it's also an artifact. So all of a sudden, there's your Jewel Lotus. There's your Black Lotus right there, right in the Dargo. It's... Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a turn to, it's a turn to uh, make three mana for Dargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which is the funny part, though, like, Goldhound isn't even the best one. Uh, sure. One of the two, the two ones that they've printed recently um, are Shambling Ghast, which is a common uh, out of uh, one of the Forgotten uh, Realms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it dies, it creates a treasure token. So paired with Jeweled Lotus, 
Um, you guys basically play this for tur on your for your land. Jeweled Lotus, sacrifice this for two mana. Because you kind of play like Shambling. Any, any one mana creature is kind of like a soul ring. Mm -hmm. uh, sacrifice Shambling Gas. And now you have got Dargo on the field and a treasure. And that is when you can... And that's important because you need only one mana to cast Sacrifice or Burnt Offering. So yep. that they're like... Having, having cards like Shambling Gas and um, the other one, which is Impulsive Pilferer, which is mm -hmm. like a red version that has like another effect, has an Encore effect, uh, increase our like abilities to mulligan for turn one, turn two wins. Yeah. Because like one of the, uh, the when you're playing uh, non-blue, um, it is statistically more in your favor to try and win on turn one and two before the blue tra players have drawn more cards. Yeah. Because like on, on turns one and turn on turn one, uh there's probably about uh two three three counter spells that like that can stop you. Uh force of will, uh force negation and mind break trap. Uh and they statistically don't have them. Mm-hmm. And if they do, that means they, they've mulliganed to stop your game plan, not progress their own. And most people are mulliganed to progress their own game plan. So, like, the less cards they have, the more likely are, like, the, the as soon as the Ristic Study comes down, then you're like, all right, time to move to fucking mid-range beat plans. Sometimes you gotta just force them to make them have it. Like, but then again, there also is one card that, like, I could probably write, do a TED Talk about. Um, uh, Ranger Captain of Eos. Buy this card, play this card, love this card, it's your friend. Yeah. Uh, Buy Ranger Captain of Eos and Esper Sentinel at the same time, they go together. Uh, also, like, like when this card was printed, uh, like, if fetching a one-drop was, like, uh, all right, but the fact that, like, Esper Sentinel and Raghavan are available as targets are mm -hmm. really kind of fucked up. Oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, you're talking about, like, free mana and shit just coming out of fucking nowhere. Uh, I had a turn one uh, Raghavan. Yep. Into uh, turn two, uh, attacked, hit somebody, made a treasure or made a made a treasure, played a jeweled lotus from hand, uh, cracked the treasure, played Timna with mm -hmm. the three mana, and then just Dargo off the jeweled lotus because just cracking just cracking the treasure, just the mere act of cracking the treasure reduced him by two mana. Mm -hmm. So like I have a turn one. So if you want to talk about a mid-range, like, you know, like a plan of like, oh, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to win on turn one or turn two. Uh, I'm just going to play a Timna and a 7-5 Trampler, and then I'm going to go to combat on turn three and start drawing cards and beating face. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, that's definitely not something you see in CDH, most CDH decks most of the time, is that big combat plan. Uh, it, it, it's a good thing to do in CDH, uh, like, like, in, like, having, like, combat, like, combat matters in CDH, uh, like, especially if you're against Winota decks, or, like, the combat phase matters, um, like, especially with Timna decks, attacks really do matter, um, like, combat as a main plan is, like, not necessarily a thing, there's usually some combo, but, like, the combat step exists, and if you're not playing the combat step within 2020, uh, within your CDH decks, you're in trouble. <laughs> um uh but like i also like you know enjoy playing like probably the biggest thing at the table unless someone is playing shorkai yeah and then they're and, yeah yeah 
So, like, Dargo is also a clock uh, in stacks matchups. So, like, oh, they turn one, like, they, they rule a lot of me. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not storming. I'm going to put 14 commander damage in the stacks player's face off the bat so I can kill them whenever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because, like, Dargo is, is, is a 7-5, which means they're, like, that's a, that's a commander clock. That's a... So, like, I, I have literally beaten the shit out of an entire table under someone else's rule of law lock and <laughs> save them for last. Because I have a 7-5 and Timna. I have Timna. I'm ancestral recalling every combat. Yep. Like, I, I, like, I was, I played a game that went to turn, like, a CD, normal CDH games go to, like, turn 5-6. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have, we have stats to back that up. Uh, you can look up um, Squirrel Mob uh, for that. Uh, but, like, by turn five, like, I had drawn nine cards. Like, wow. just in combat. Like, three, just going over three turns, that's nine cards. Man. Yeah, because you're, bra- you're able to break parity there, you have the biggest creature at the table, and you're able to get damage in, which is important for Timna, obviously, because, because of Yeah, tram- yeah, and it's trample. It's trample. <laughs> like, the damage is fucking happening. Like yeah. the damage, the damage is coming in. Like even if they like block with Gilded Drake or block with yeah, they block with any fucking whatever creature. Yeah, yeah like Crom, Crom doesn't live. Crom doesn't. Crom gets run the fuck over by Dargo. Dargo mm-hmm. survives. Dargo survives an encounter with Crom. Yep. Which is traditionally being one of the larger things that you can play. Like it's not the same size as Toxril, but that's like a different conversation. But Toxril is probably like you don't want to play against. Playing against Toxreal is fucking uh, is a uh, is a TED talk on its own. Oh yeah, it definitely is. De- had a had an episode with uh, Drew Beyond the Machina a while back about Toxreal. That is a another deck that slaps in a very different way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a it's a very it's a it's an all in one mid uh, like control piece. But yeah, uh, speaking of combat so, though, I, I think what really really sticks out to me here is you're actually running a very interesting card that people have probably not even heard of. That Fire Giant Theory. Yep. I, I literally have it highlighted. I was about to bring it up. Okay, yeah. I, like my, my screen is on it. So Fire Giant's Fury actually won me a game yesterday. Like that's why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, so it's one of the reasons to play Dargo. <laughs> uh, like so, Fire Giant's Fury if is one in a red. Uh, it says target giant you get to, you get uh, you control gets plus two and plus two and gains trample. The trample doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. What matters is it says until end of turn, whenever it deals combat damage to a player this turn, exile that many cards from the top of your library. Period. Until the end of your next turn, you may play those cards. So the end of your next turn, not even just like this turn, like impulse, until the end of your next turn. Next so turn. So like, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I literally went, I like my game yesterday, I just literally went, I was like, okay, turn two, Dargo. Turn three, Fire Giant's Fury on Dargo. <gasps> Body someone for nine. Uh, exile the top nine cards off the top of my fire. It was like, I had to turn one or two to Dargo. It was like, either way, either way. Mm-hmm. It was like, the, the play planner went like, Dargo, next turn, Fire Giant's Fury. Body somebody for fucking nine. <laughs> uh, exile the top nine cards of my library. Play out a bunch of free fucking mana. Or like... No, I think I saved my zero mana rocks because an opponent was on Daki Daki. Okay. Uh, so I just I just held my fucking mana rocks in exile because I'm like, mm, don't fucking need them there. I'm like, I'm going to keep them safe because like I didn't want to like... Uh, yeah, he was playing Rionia and had a dockside on the field so he could just easily like 
okay, I cast one, I cast two spells, I get double copies of Dockside. Mm -hmm. uh, so like I hid the, I hid my fast mana up in exile, and then like my next turn, untapped, uh, and then we will we, we will talk about Ranger more about Ranger Captain of Eos. Mm -hmm. um, cracked my Ranger Captain of Eos and just had an like just a like a protected uh, win, like just untapping with, with like nine cards. I think I ended up casting my uh uh my I I breed uh, no I P grasped for uh mm -hmm. my opponent's breach, played their breach, uh escaped fire giant's fury again, uh went to combat, drew another nine, and then just like won. <laughs> wow. Like I just had all the cards there, hit my shit, yada yada yada, like one with their breach and like thing. Like, yeah, like it, it just went like like I got like what eighteen cards off the fucking top of my library. That's Jeez. basically ad. Yeah, that's yeah, basically adnos. Yeah, there's two adnos, and yeah, like even the plus two plus two right there. That's an additional two free cards every time you're able. To yeah, 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 that. exactly. Yeah. Wow. So like it replace it replaces like it doesn't replace itself with mana, but it replaces itself with, with cards. cards. Like you you go up, which is really fucking weird. Like so at base minimum, say you're playing like which is just like just let you know the card value by playing this with giants. Your ba your base value uh, on a one one giant is three cards off the top of your library for one and a red. It's a good card. It like if you've got a giant in your if you've got giant strategy, like which is just fun that I have like I get to play CDH giant strategy and like again another one of the really important parts about that is like that you like comes from playing this deck for a long time like a year. Is people ask me like, why aren't you playing like the new Mob Nixilis that like you know ETB sacrifices draw seven cards, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like you get a copy. Like why aren't you playing that over like Fire Giant's Fury? Is Fire Giant's Fury leaves Dargo on the field? Mm -hmm. uh, it gets me nine cards and leaves Dargo on the field, which means I can burnt offering him. Yep. So like I could lose like I draw seven cards I can't recast Dargo that means Dargo is now like a uh, very expensive commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Fire Giant's Fury is like an absolute fucking house of a card when you're like you're basically getting it. someone's gonna be open usually, and if not, uh, they're gonna lose something. Oh yeah. Even like, triple if block, like, you're still doing one damage. If nothing else, activate ten. To, yeah, it works. Like, what's the, like the worst thing that can happen? They throw a crom in your way. Okay, uh, I will exile the top five cards off the top of my library and murder your crom. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just like this trade. Yeah, it makes it trade with about like just about anything because like, then you're swinging with a seven. Like you're swinging with a nine, a nine seven. Nine seven, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, fucking my boy, Ranger Captain of Eos, not only does it find one drops, this thing has won me a shit ton of games off the fact that you play it, it sits there. Unless somebody is on a creature-based winning strategy, nobody plays into it, because you just like have a sacrifice there and go like, eh. And they're like, are you going to try and win? No, because you're going you're gonna to silence me. Okay. Are you going to try and win? No, because you're just going to silence me. Oh, okay. Are you going to try and win? They go to third person. It's like, no. I go to, then you go to untap, and you're like, okay. Uh, sacrifice Ranger Captain to Vios, and then I'm going to win protected. It just mm -hmm. rattlesnakes everybody every time. So unless they're like, they can't, unless they like, they, like, like you, 
you can't like unless they're on like uh win strategies that can get through it like you know say consult like you know like consultation like that can get through because like you you just cast it over top mm -hmm. but like you can silence them on their turn or like if they're gonna win and like uh but like a lot of people will not play their win cons into ranger captain uh without uh like without because like and then you just go to your turn and then you're like okay sacrifice it silence everybody i win which is one of white's uh like super strategies is one of the cool uh, things that white does is silence effects because it's like this on board uh defeats most counter spells in the format uh you have to pact of negation or force of will ranger captain mm -hmm. because like the vast majority of uh of uh cdh counter spells only hit non-creature yep so ranger captain like your silence could easily get countered but ranger captain going down everybody's like well i guess i'm just gonna fucking die mm -hmm. yeah there are lots of lots of love in the creature uh magda with the amount of tre decks this treasure make uh magda magda win game uh, because Magda puts together like an entire win condition off her back. Yes, yeah, so how uh, exactly does that work? Uh, Magda, so sacrifice. Say, say you get seven treasures or whatever many treasures uh, off a of fucking. So it's an A B combo with Dockside. Yep. Uh, play Dockside, sacrifice five treasures, go find Cloudstone Curio. Okay, now I see where. Now, yeah. And, and just the the act of sacrificing five treasures um to magda produces 10 mana to dargo mm -hmm. so you're casting dargo for one red yep i i definitely forgot you... the fact that magda can tutor for an artifact not just a dragon card a, a lot dragon. of people talk yeah, about yeah. the dragons but i forgot you can also find an artifact that's what i was forgetting there yeah yeah so magda goes finds cloudstone curio then you make infinite treasures by bouncing dockside yep. and uh because dargo cost one dockside cost two so as long as you get like four treasures, you're going that you're going you know positive. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not, however, what you can do is the same loop with Technomancer. Okay, yeah. So you play Technomancer, sacrifice Dargo, uh, crack all the treasures, replay uh, Dargo, bounce Technomancer back to hand, play Technomancer, sacrifice you net like two treasures each time. Mm-hmm uh either way but the thing with magda like so once you have your infinite treasure loop then uh magda goes and finds altar of dementia yep and then you mill everybody out yeah because you can just infinitely sack infinitely sack dargo just and then just target each player in turn yeah that makes perfect yeah sense. yeah uh either you just uh mill yourself out flashback savine's reclamation putting breach on the field and then you pea grasp uh the blue players oracle yep and win or the deck also plays, um, uh, uh, fucking what's its tits, uh, Mayhem Devil, which by God does that fucking control the board. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mayhem Devil is is an outlet uh, for infinite treasures because whenever you sacrifice, whenever a player sacrifices a permanent, it deals one damage to any target. So you get your Mayhem Devil on the field with infinite treasures and GG. You just sacrifice all the treasures, everybody fucking dies. Mm -hmm. The thing is, just playing out a Mayhem Devil really fucks with people's game plans because they're like, oh, I'm going to crack a fetch. Okay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to murder your dork. Yep, because it's, it's a fully symmetrical effect. Yeah, it's whenever a player, so like anybody like, 
Like, I'm on Dockside. Like, <laughs> like, like anybody that's on a Dockside combo is just like, I'm going to fucking murder the shit out of you. You just can't, like, really go through that, that combo line. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and it's also a fantastic when you, like, you just uh, crack a Dockside and just clear the board full of hate bears. Like, you know, like, they've got a bunch of... There are more rule of law creatures than there are rule of law enchantments. So you like you can easily clear a rule of law with a dock side. Yep. Just by cracking, like, I'm gonna make five mana for my Adnaz and I'm just going to wipe the fucking board. <laughs> uh Ultra of Dementia also alone, like say with like big rituals like um burnt offering, uh uh Technomancer or uh Jessica's will. And Altar of Dementia, you can mill about, like, say your your Burnt Offering hits for seven all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can mill uh, seven times seven? What's that? 49. 49 yeah, cards. Yeah, so you mill 49 cards to your uh, your graveyard. Uh, f- probably hit Savine's Reclamation and Breach. Win? Yep. You just win? You just win at that point? So you just like you it's like a it's like a reverse ad nos to your graveyard. Yeah. And like I also can't stress how easy it is to just cast Peer into the Abyss and draw half your fucking library. <laughs> There's just so many things this deck can do, no matter what your situation you're in. You just have a game plan. That's which is why I uh I like it because like I play a lot on streams and a lot with a lot of people, so like I like a deck that just plays well into anything. And like a, a Timna with a seven five really fucking goes hard. And like Timna with a free seven five, where like, like a, a, a like a, a seven five that costs one red mana. Because like, damn, did they? Blood pet is black is a black lotus. I'm sorry, there's like like blood pet, mm-hmm. blood pet. For love of God, make, you know, sacrifice blood pet, make one black. Not only does like so the 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 synergy here is all of these. The reason why I'm playing these creatures that have these effects is because not only do they do insane shit with Dargo. But like a still a turn one blood pet <laughs> still draws a card off Tim on turn two. Yep, you just swing in. Someone's gonna be open, and yeah, yeah, you get, like get the card, sacrifice if you can, and then just yeah, go. Yeah, on. like gold, like goldhound. If I'm not sacrificing it to cast Adnaz or like do something, it's a first strike menace one one. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's getting a Tim to draw. Like, that's getting a Tim to draw. Grim Hireling is complete board control. Yep. Like, that's a 3-2 that all my creatures, like, I'm definitely getting through with Dargo. Uh, Imperial Recruiter, where, like, we can put together wins off the back of this. Like, because it finds uh, Magda, it finds uh, uh, Dockside, it finds, uh, it finds Skirk Prospector. Uh, it which which Technomancer Skirt Prospector because there's another line on Technomancer that we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Um. So sacrifice X artifacts, return target creature with power X or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. X can't be zero. So when you can make seven treasures out of the command zone, that means you can start sacrifice looping things. Because remember, Dargo is also a sacrifice outlet. Mm-hmm. So now there was one day I was on a lot of drugs and I realized that uh, two ruthless technomancers go absolutely batshit. 
Um, so we're on not only dual caster twin flame lines yep. for because like dual caster twin flame just wins post nos. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, but uh, post nos uh, double ruthless technomancer. So the line goes: uh, play ruthless technomancer, sacrificing Dargo, make seven treasures. Crack treasures. Um, hold on. Yeah, crack treasures. Uh, play Dargo again for one red mana because you you sacrifice seven treasures. Whatever. Okay. Uh, twin flame uh, on uh, ruthless technomancer. New ruthless technomancer copy ETB sacrifice Dargo. Make another seven treasures. Seven now treasures. you got okay. Yeah, you got a bunch of treasures. Now you recast Dargo, sacrifice the actual card copy of Ruthless Technomancer. Mm -hmm. uh, like, just sacrifice it. So oh, it goes to the graveyard. Oh, I see where we're going here. Okay. So it goes to the graveyard. So now you're left with Dargo and a copy of Ruthless Technomancer yep, on the copy. battlefield. Yep. So now you've got... So for five treasures, because you've now got, like, at least seven... You've now got, like, treasures left over. So for five treasures... You, uh, sorry, so, so for three, yeah, five treasures. So three and two sacrifice treasures. You bring the ruthless, you reanimate the ruthless technomancer from the graveyard, mm -hmm. the card copy. ETB sacrifice, um, Dargo. Sacrifice Dargo, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then again, you recast Dargo. Uh, when you recast Dargo, you sacrifice the original card copy of ruthless technomancer. It goes to the graveyard. Reanimate it with the copy of Ruthless Technomancer. Mm -hmm. You now you now have infinite treasures and infinite reanimation loops. So now, if you're because uh, you can sacrifice as a part of like you know ET being and sacrificing, if one of those cards is a Imperial Recruiter, uh, you can basically tutor out uh, either. You just basically keep sacrificing and then recast reanimating and sacrificing and reanimating Imperial Recruiter. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can either get Magda and Infinite Treasures to win off of putting that together or the new Professional Facebreaker and exer uh, sacrifice all the Infinite Treasures to Professional Facebreaker, get your entire library, play Mayhem Devil win. Yep. And you can find... Uh, so you can you can find uh, a lot of these pieces off of Imperial Recruiter. All I need is for them to produce a uh, red clone, and I'm going and Imperial Recruiter becomes a uh, a red clone on a creature. Uh, and then Imperial, like if I need like a, I need a red phantasmal image, but like yeah, no Imperial Recruiter is becoming close to being a one card win condition for me. Like I can make it a one card win condition if I play Jaxus, but like that's not a really great card. Mm -hmm. Wow, uh, this deck's got a lot of answers to a lot of things. That that is just that's crazy. And a lot of shit is creature based, which means a lot of things can't be answered, mm -hmm. or, or people have a harder time answering. You definitely get around a lot of the rule of law. Well, maybe not rule of law, but the let's see, deafening silence. I think you get around those sorts of oh, effects. Yeah, the I, non creature spells. I've eaten, a, I've eaten a deafening silence for a fucking breakfast. Yeah, that is uh, that's great. Yeah, and also, like, you know, just beating the shit out of a rule-of-law player and, like, fucking winning in their second main phase is, like, a thing. 
Like, oh no, they've got a force of will. Oh no, I've got a 7-5. Eat it. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a lot of decks are able to run a 7-5 in CDH, but you definitely have the ability to then... Be, and it's not even just a 7-5 by itself. I mean, it's one with upside, too. It's just Dargo yeah, it's a seven, is <laughs> highway of the danger it, zone, honestly, for your opponents. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what Dargo adds is a big body uh, to the Timna game plan that, like, synergizes with this Timna game plan, mm -hmm. but is also a one-mana combo piece. So it adds a combo piece to the command zone, so it's very synergistic. Synergistic. Yep, that that is crazy. Well, uh, and it's a, uh, it's it for one red mana that can be burnt off, ringed into like seven red mana that you can cast a peer into the abyss and just fucking win with. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think we've run out of time here today. We've definitely explained this deck. Thank you so much for talking us through the combo lines, talking us just through how flexible and adaptive this deck can be. There's a lot of stuff I learned, and I read the primer before coming into this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. I need to update the primer, but uh, yeah, it's been it's it's an enjoyable it's an enjoyable deck, and we didn't even get into the stupid shit that it can happen with Razakath. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that basically goes without saying, honestly. Yeah, because Razakath is a sacrifice effect. Yep. So you sacrifice for a jeweled lotus. Play a jeweled lotus. Now you got three free tutors. Have fun. Yeah, just and you can sacrifice for anything you need, anytime, anywhere. You just need to make sure you don't run out of life on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're playing an Adnos deck. Your life is sure. a fucking resource true, anyway. True, so, like, true. like essentially, you just go sacrifice Dargo to uh, fucking Razakath. Easy. Crack Jeweled Lotus. Play. Then you can go, you sacrifice Dargo once. Find LED. Crack LED, discard your hand. But now you've got two dark, uh, two commander mana, and three actual mana. So then you play Dargo off the commander mana again. Find Breach, play that, and then you're just kind of win. Because mm -hmm. now you got access to your library LED in the in the in the yard, and you know you're just you you yeah you win. So yeah. it just puts it all together. Yeah. yeah. So like I don't play. Yeah, I don't play uh, Rasketh in this deck, but other people do. Uh, yeah, I've got my reasons, but we don't have time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see that since Rasketh basically just gives you that repeatable tutor, you've got a whole bunch of creatures. And again, the sacrifice does end up feeding back into Dargo. At least yeah, like, and like if you want to play yeah. like, well, like one day we can talk about Dargo and Ikra. That'll be our next time, because that, that is a full-on turbo Rasketh deck. Oh, because yeah, then you definitely. You have. You have Birthing Pod and Eldritch Evolution to just like turn Dargo immediately into Razagath. All right, yeah, book it. We'll we'll have to do that here some point soon on the MTG and Quarantine podcast. But yeah, again, Nathan, where can people find your thoughts on this deck and other decks and just general CDH stuff in just yeah in general? Uh, you'll find me on Twitter at the Hermit Druid. All right, sounds good. And if you're interested in finding me on the Twitters, you can find me at, at MTG in Quarantine. I'd like to utilize this opportunity to give another huge shout-out and thank you to all the awesome people who support me over at Patreon.com slash MTG in Quarantine. So another huge thank you to Mr. Big Benz, Anomaly, Nick S., Frugal Brutal, Jenna the Filthy MTG Casuals, Coach J-Row, Geek Beardly, and Scoop Phase for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to Patreon.com slash MTG in Quarantine for more information. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the MTG in Quarantine podcast. My name's MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.